This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Charlotte Chung and Fred Tatashore. And you're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. This week, I give my thoughts on what I believe is the game of the year. We talk Final Fantasy VII Remake right here today as ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extras Select Start. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extras Select Start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. Oh, 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 Let's go! Swept over Genova, just she left over Pissed off the lift off, putting heat to your brain Put a finishing touch on a meteor rain Mercenary with pain and it hurts to carry Slow up your roll in my punishment mode Better steps off for you with dead balls A leg lost, air cross, taking the head off the most powerful being that you've ever seen in your life Or some of your media writing up in the man since you were on media Like you stepping in my path that we are beat for the night uh, All this power just excites me Make all energy inside me Cause me, you don't wanna fight me Cause number one with the light stream Turn up the heat, I light beneath her Shadow enemies, green renegades with a Marco energy Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extra Select Start I am your host, Xavier Josiah I hope everybody is keeping safe healthy, sane, and sound during this time. I want to give a shout out to everybody who is going through the motions here, who's going through some trial and tribulations, but I'm here to have hope. I'm here to bring some clarity and some, to, to just wash away all that is going on right now in the world that we live in just for an hour or so. <laughs> and uh, I'm here to talk about what is possibly one of the best games of the year. This, if It's going to be hard to beat this. It's going to be hard to beat this. This entire episode is going to be about one thing and one thing only. And that is Final Fantasy Remake. We're going to talk about this thoroughly as possible. Um, I did get a chance to finish the game. Finished it on Monday. I am still recovering from that experience the same way that I recovered from Avengers Endgame and Infinity War. So we're going to talk about what I felt about the game and why I loved what they did with this remake. And I got some other things I want to talk about all related to this as well. So let's get started. Let's get underway. This is going to fill up a lot of the time. Trust me. So we've awaited for over a decade for the for Square Enix to give us a remake of their beloved and revolutionary game and now we have it in more ways than one. Folks, I had the pleasure of playing what may be the best game I've played this year, especially if COVID-19 hinders our ability to play any of the other new games that were scheduled to come out uh, this year as well. It's It'll be a no-brainer, but even that, even if it, even if it didn't, this is gonna be a hard game to beat. Final Fantasy Remake was a long time coming and it was indeed worth the wait and the money 
that they asked for. And Square Enix not only honored their fans with everything you've loved about the original disc, first disc, but also extended the experience by giving you some extra content to deepen the world and the characters they developed over 23 years ago. There's a reason why this is called a remake, not just because they're just remaking the whole thing in its entirety in the exact same way, but this gives them a chance to take liberties and add more to the world. Maybe to what they wanted to do 23 years ago, but couldn't because they were limited to the PlayStation 1. I believe that a lot of what they're adding, what they added onto this game, was possibly some things that they wanted to add during the PlayStation 1 era, but you couldn't pack, even with three discs, you couldn't pack all of that in. There's some probably character developers, uh, stuff like that you couldn't add in. So I believe a lot of this possibly could be some new stuff that they created and possibly some things that they cut from the first one. So... I mean, I, I'm either way, the final result of all this is that I had one of the most epic experiences that rivals any blockbuster movie I've watched in the last 11 years. That is the truth. Absolutely. So in comparison to the play, the original PlayStation one classic, that game actually feels like a storyboard, uh, like actual Hollywood storyboard to what will be eventually this game today. That is, I mean, if you look back now that you after playing this game, you look back, it's like, yeah, this even look, it looks like a animatronic, a, uh, what did it go on? Like a 3D generated, uh, storyboard of what this would eventually be. It, it, it's awesome. It is absolutely awesome. Filled with over 40. And I'm definitely saying over 40 because I, although I beat the game, I still have a lot to go back into, but filled with 40, over 40 hours of gameplay including main story side stories searching for higher quality weapons major epic boss battles drop dead gorgeous real time and cgi cutscenes that will have you at all and wonder which is which by the end i was not only satisfied with this game with the end experience but also drained as it was one of the it was one hell of a ride from start to finish it, that is absolutely genuine truth right there and even when you beat the game square enix even gives you the opportunity to go back and replay chapters where you may have missed getting key items and weapons that you could not uncover the first time around do you know how awesome that is that is the best thing ever that is, and i'll tell you now i'll tell you why and i've mentioned this before because if you recall on previous episodes the thing that traumatized me during the first original game which I put in hours on and reading a lot of um, strategy guides to follow up to make sure I'm going doing the right thing. And the original game that I never got a chance to do was get the black materia. And therefore I had to play the game all over again because I saved um, the data only one time. I only had one saved data instead of making multiple save data slots like every other smart gamer that would ever uh, play a game like this instead i had one game slot and i managed to overwrite the uh actual part where i should have saved to another slot so i could go back if i uh, messed up in getting the black material but i got too cocky i missed the opportunity and i couldn't go back to get it because i didn't i wasn't able to load a new spot because i didn't make one so therefore I had to play the entire game over it, and at that point, I went cold turkey. I was done. So this time around, this awesome time around, after you beat the game, 
they got a chapter select, which is kind of like their new game plus, because all of your all of your stats and their level ups and everything will be there. But you'll be able to go back and get some things that you didn't get before, like certain weapons or certain items, um, some actual. Uh, what is that? So, uh, what is that? You can also get um, certain summoning materia that you you know need to get and such. So, I mean, it allows you to go back and do that. So, I I love. Thank you, Square Enix, for that. That is one of the major things that makes this game better than the original for me. That that I is that was one of the most. I think really honestly, if I would go to therapy for this stupid uh, situation. I think one of the re- I think it would all lead to me playing Final Fantasy VII is the reason why I probably don't like turn-based games anymore or at all. So I think it all like stems from that because Final Fantasy VII was the first uh, turn-based game I've ever played, and it I loved every bit of it up until that point. And I now I really it, well I still don't like the logic of turn-based games myself or ATB battles myself but it's it, that's a whole other thing but as far as the story in the game goes i don't want to say it's virtually untouched because it's obviously not there that will be the wrong thing to say it is actually some changes but the core narrative and dialogue of the original game is all there like they managed to put in that but also add some new elements that help refresh the experience and add more to it and gives you engages you more into the story i understand completely what they did why they did it and it worked in execution it worked to perfection loved it absolutely um a lot of memorable lines from the playstation one game were transitioned into the remake which is great for those who played the original game but now actors are voicing those lines now so it is even better putting a voice to the characters makes such a difference in getting into the actual story and characters which was some of the things that really bored me and it felt like a lot, a little tedious to just read all these lines over and over when you just want to play the game. And I get it. The story is supposed to engage you, and it did. But it doesn't work like that for every game. There's some games that it's like dialogue is just too long. The it doesn't it doesn't grab you as much. It did for this. It did for this. But like other games, especially fighting games. Uh, there's some fighting games that has so much dialogue. I'm talking about you. Arc System works, and sometimes it's good, and sometimes it's not. You know, not everybody can do it, but. I do like the fact that now we have voice actors that are able to add on, uh, you know, put some personality into this. And it's awesome. Um, it really does make a difference. It, it, it just adds on to the quality of it. The new st- um, the new story additions are. And honestly, the story, the new story additions are really minor and not all truly connected to the main storyline there's some things that are connected but it's, it's just minor um avalanche becoming one of the it becoming bigger than what they were or at least we we never got the understanding of how big avalanche was we thought it was just a core group of five people so it is made to believe that it could have been those guys but they never had a understanding of there was a, another core group uh a separate core group of people that the mayor was a part of uh avalanche as well and all these other people on the, were on the inside of this so we never got that understanding of that going on the um the new characters in the game are also a welcome addition as they add more intrigue to the dimension of the uh final fantasy universe seven universe that is so we got new characters like roach 
Oroche, who is a third-class uh, member of Soldier, uh, who brings a lot of action and one of the few exhilarating motorcycle mini games followed by uh, leading up to a mid uh, boss battle in there i love him and it, i like the character a lot and hope to see him again in the later games because he it just it does appear like we we it won't be the last time we see him in here another character to me that stuck out and it was worth mentioning here is leslie kyle who worked for don corneo who we will absolutely talk about in due time trust me we will absolutely get to that very shortly because i i love that entire chapter um for a lot of reasons he had uh he had a hidden agenda by taking down don corneo he and the side story with him is that don corneo took away his fiance by force and we she he never um kyle uh, leslie never got a chance to see her again they were supposed to get married and lo and behold he winded up you know don corneo you know pimped her he pimped her off <laughs> pimped her away he never got a chance to see her again doesn't know if she's still alive doesn't know anything but somehow some way he forced or he forced an agreement with uh leslie to work with him as one of his uh you know right hand men or henchmen or whatever like that and all the while leslie was like one of these days i'm gonna get you back boom it's, it's happening what i liked about him and what i like how they set him up the way they developed this character was interesting because it was in a way that it could do like a standalone spinoff based on him and he i love the way the design uh, the character design of him i thought he looked really cool he looked he he had that fast and furious type of vibe with it and like you could really like almost kind of in a han type of way but you can probably do like a a side story where you could develop uh, him and how he got into the situation with Don Corneo I could easily see that the, and this is another thing that was a plus about with the, the remake of this is that they've expanded it to a point that you can see some other things develop from this and that's that's an awesome thing to do some people say that's a cash grab but I argue everything is a cash grab this is business this is what you're supposed to do you're like you're supposed to find pokemon like if you want to compare a cash grab pokemon is a huge cash grab pokemon has been doing this for years and they find other ways to to get um to make money off of that product it's business that's the way it happens now fight i'm 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 no going on off a side rant but I will get to why I just said that later on in this show because it's something that came up in our ACMG Facebook group that was just crazy, and it just it, it's insane. But um, it, it it you know I love the way that they could just they they're looking to I don't know if they're looking to do a universe type of situation with this, but the way that this was produced, they did exactly what they did twenty three years ago in uh, in the nineties when it, when the first one came out. It's like they kind of revolutionized the way that you can make a video game and make it into a cinematic type of experience that you see in the movies and they did that 23 years ago now they they're really taking off from from they taking notes from a lot of successful franchises such as marvel studios is obvious here and they did it successfully i honestly and they can do a lot of things from this first game alone um which is awesome so the remake also gave a tremendous oh i already said that dude but um this time around we got biggs we got jesse we got uh wedge especially wedge let's talk about wedge because wedge is played by none other than breaking bad mom and bob hart's abishola star matt jones 
which is awesome. Love this guy. Love his voice. It played perfectly to Wedge. Uh, we were given much more character development with this character, uh, which didn't take away from the base uh, story at all. The crazy, the cool part about this is that Matt Jones, if you watch Breaking Bad, if you watch the comedy mom, which I highly recommend if you never saw that comedy before, it's awesome. Bob Hart, Al Hart's Abishola as well. He is constantly typecasted as the dude who gets stoned all the time. It is, to my knowledge, that the this is the first time I've seen Matt Jones play a character where he was not stoned. It's the first time I've ever seen. This is the first time he wasn't typecasted as a dude who smokes weed. <laughs> like, seriously. So, shout out to them. But I thought he did really well in here. And you could tell how much of a big deal he is to the game. Because, one, they gave him a lot of speaking roles. They gave him a character that had a lot of speaking roles. And I know that this is being voiced by different actors from different parts of the world. And to give him that role... It, 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 very noticeable even before i looked at imdb i recognized his voice he has a very distinct voice uh, that you could tell but it fit really perfectly for the character wedge thought he did a really great job on here as well um there were also a ton of other characters that stood out as well and for a remake of this magnitude you needed to them to fill up the uh fill up the game more in a more broader scale you know you had to like it, it's really I would. I, I don't think you could do the same thing that you did with the first game in its entirety. And like I said before, like there's a possibility that a lot of what they added on here were some of the things. It could be some new things. It could be some things that they wanted to do back then and couldn't do it now. So it just gives them the opportunity to do that. Um, so we won't know until they until we start seeing interviews and such about it. They um they you know they felt like. They filled a lot of gaps in what the uh, PS1 game couldn't do. Uh, because of that, we now have a more vast world with more than just the main characters involved. And that's awesome. That is awesome. But we do got to talk about the main characters. Can't have this game without the main characters. Um, the, the main characters who, for the first time since Avon Children, we got a chance to see in motion and voiced, by the way. Now... The idea was said to, that they were going to hire the original cast of Avon Children, but for some reason they decided to hire an entire new cast uh, to play our favorite, um, our fan favorites. And to Square Enix credit, they did work. All of them worked very well, especially um, especially Cloud. Um, this time around too, they were given better dialogue to what to work with uh, that. Cause I remember, I remember uh, listening. I remember watching Adventure. I just watched it. I think last week, last weekend, and yeah, I didn't realize that they were way too eccentric and emotional. Uh, and here, this time around, all of the portrayals this time around in the game felt nat more uh, natural and more appealing when they spoke. Cloud, more than anything was much it was a much needed change uh in dialogue and, and just uh his his approach so I, I really enjoyed it this time actor cody christian of teen wolf fame uh played the role of cloud and he did a pretty good job giving cloud a standoffish you know his traditional standoffish approach while still giving him some a, a bit of personality uh and i like the way they 
did the uh, direction here. The ADR, script, uh, you know, writing was I think was well done here for him. Uh, and if you like Cloud before in this game, if you ever like Cloud before in anything that he's been in, this game will give you a reason to love him even more. Like he comes off as such a bad ass, and by the end, you can't deny that you know of him being in the discussion uh, um, of or debate of one of the greatest game heroes of all time. That that is absolutely like he is Captain America in this game. <laughs> you know the Mako whatever the Mako has done has given him you know the ability to do what he's doing but it has also made him such a badass character things that he does on this game there's a reason why him alone is in Smash Brothers Ultimate like Zephyroth should be in there too but it, honestly like it, it's there's a reason why he was picked to be in this game Super Smash Brothers is the Mount Rushmore it is like it is. What can I say? Uh, if you're a pro wrestling fan, there's. Uh, if you're a if you're a hardcore wrestling uh, pro wrestling fan, especially one of old, you know the name of the Cauliflower Alley Club, and basically that is a league of distinguished legendary wrestlers who have had some great fame in the past history and and. You know, it's preserving the tradition of pro wrestling and respect to all of the wrestlers that have done it and made waves in the uh, in the industry. Super Smash Brothers to me is in that league. You got a ton of different iconic characters in this game that they that they all brought together. Which again, that says a lot that Shovel Knights has even gotten amiibo. <laughs> <laughs> and it's partially in the game in here. If you got to mention, that means you did something really special for the, uh, in this game. And like Cloud is in there respectfully. And he was a big deal when he was announced uh, to be in here, especially the first time around. Like nobody knew that he was going to be in there. That was a big deal, huge deal when he was in there. And whether you like Final Fantasy VII as your favorite or not, you cannot deny what Final Fantasy VII has done for the industry. Bar none. Say what you will. But if you like six, if you like five, if you like the first, if you like the 15 or whatever, none of them made the impact that Final Fantasy did. The numbers don't lie. That's just that's just what it is. It is what it is. It ain't what it ain't. <laughs> but um, also what they did here as far as main character development, Tifa. Boy, does she show out in this game. Tifa played by Britt Barron. Also made a very noticeable impact in the game as she played uh, as she played handled. Uh, how did I put this? <laughs> as she also uh, handled things in her own way. The game is just awesome with her. She was a great representation of a strong, empowering type of uh, figure who can handle her own. And I love the way that they did, uh, worked her in here. And th that discussion is back up again. Whenever you bring up Tifa, it's bad enough. You brought it. People were hot for Tifa when she was in 32-bit form. Now that they brought her into this and she looks like freaking Tiffany Amber Thiessen in this game. Oh, man, you, you can't get these fanboys up enough to talk about how hot she is. She is. They really did a number on her. 
<laughs> and um it, it's just really cool she uh had really she had some really great moments that reminded us that tifa is far from just uh, far from a dance on distress she can handle her own she was kicking ass there are a lot of scenes in there where you know she was pretty much captain marvel <laughs> where she was beating up main, big uh, major boss modes herself and they gave her they gave her moments where you play just her and all of the characters actually i believe all of the even uh Arif got a chance to you know get some you know sp time space in this game as well um Arif, played by Brittany white who while a gentle flower in the game can hold her own if need be and never once felt like a weak link in the group at all uh, that that was true. I mean, it looked like some of her powers did look like it wasn't doing anything. But if you looked, they were taking a lot of uh, HP off of uh, characters. And she was also there to actually help, um, you know, help secure health and wealth uh, and wellness within the crowd, uh, within the team as well. Um, the easily angered Barrett, played by John Eric Bentley. You heard this guy's voice in a lot of different games and, and animated shows. Um, he was the most entertaining of all. He it was awesome. The leader of the eco-terrorist group Avalanche Rogue Division. And I say Rogue Division because, like I said, there are different divisions of Avalanche we learned in this uh, remake here. Um, always blasting off the mouth, as you would expect, while bringing in the heat. I love what one of my favorite things that I love about Barrett is like instead of every time that they beat enemies, and you hear the 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 nor in, in the original version, you hear the music in the background, like da 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 da. da. They don't do that now. Barrett does it, and it's kind of it reminded me of how um if uh it reminded me of Cyborg on Teen Titans, in Teen Titans Go, where he says booyah, this is his booyah. <laughs> he, he this is his catchphrase. This is like his catchphrase now. So I dug that. I love that a lot. Other characters that um we got to see in the game, including Red Thirteen, which is an awesome character. Although you will not be able to play him in this particular game, we can't speak for what's going to happen in the next game, but. He was kind of, he was uh, integral. He he was an AI, non-playable character at best in here, but looked out for you uh, in times of need. Um, you also got to see a brief appearance of Cat Sith in here as well. Um, not seen in the game yet uh, is Vincent Valentine and Yuffie, um, who I guess they are saving for the future games, and that's all right because they gave us a lot for the first game, and there's a lot more to look forward to, and going to the next. With everything they uh, piled into the game, you know it is best to preserve and be patient. <laughs> Trust me on this, especially the way that they ended everything. I, it was just awesome. Um, the villains in the game in this in this stage of have been revamped as well. Um, they have been taken a lot more seriously. They come off as a lot more threatening as ever, especially the Shinra, the Shinra corpora, uh, Corporation, um, which has become more relevant of current events in our real life than anything. I I, I did just did a meme on uh, the ACMG Facebook group uh, talking about which had like which actually had Trump. Uh, in the podium, but the po I have replaced the United States podium with the Shinra logo, and furthermore, the uh, right behind them is Reno and Rude, and I put on there and saying, when the moment when you get the feeling that he's gonna drop a dome plate on us, <laughs> it, it, you know it's only a matter of time, folks. It's only a matter of time. <laughs> 
you never know what that dude's gonna be thinking so but you know there's some relevancy there's a lot of art imitating life but this is also based on some storylines that we got in the 90s so the fact that we're we're revisiting this story now and uh, some of these stories in the game now and some of them do kind of reflect on some things that really happened or was really happening in our actual life it's great timing Uh, absolutely great timing um i gotta tell you though rufus is one is someone that you need to keep an eye on definitely as he had this aura that to me when there's a boss fight that you're gonna play rufus in here and his appearance his aura his 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 essence mimics that of geese howard from final fantasy i mean not from final fantasy from fatal fury and i'm not just talking about the hair I mean, I I love that. I love that interaction between him and Cloud. It was like, okay, this is just a taste of what Rufus is going to be uh, about later on. I like this. Um, but no characters stick out to me. And I hate to sound like I'm being biased here, but this is really, there's a lot of reasons why for this. None of the characters to me were more captivating than Don Craneo himself, played by the one and only Fred Tattashore. I... If any of you had a chance to uh, be at the Keystone Comic Con panel where I hosted with him and I, and I talked with him and interviewed him, I mentioned that he has the ability that that's reminiscent of the legendary Mel Blank, who many of you may not know, but it's the guy who uh, voiced many characters, including Bugs Bunny, Porky Pig, Daffy Duck, all all of Looney Tunes characters, a lot of other characters leaning down. He's He's like the he would be the run dmc of like um voice actors in that point and the cool part about mel blank is that he's always able to voice a character but you wouldn't recognize that it's him you wouldn't know that he's doing speedy gonzalez or you wouldn't recognize that he was doing daffy duck or you didn't realize that he was doing you know porky or or you know bugs at at the time mel blank kyle a bear is also in that um not too but um he once again uses Mel Blank like ability to portray this very memorable and sleazy character that is very reminiscent of Harvey Weinstein. I don't know if he channeled any of that situation in there. I would like to know that. Um, <laughs> I would really like to know that whether he would, would uh, channel that, but he's just that good of a guy. But it was an astounding performance that he did as this character. It really got under your skin. And again, if you put his voice up to the likes of other characters that he's done, like the Hawk, Soldier 76 from Overwatch, X-Men's Beast on Marvel uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, you wouldn't recognize it. You would not recognize that he's doing a voice. It's all They are all different tones, ranges, everything. Love it. He did an awesome job. He got a lot of um, airtime in this game as well. So I, I absolutely enjoy what they did with him. Um... A character, I mean, I mean, is a character like that was definitely. I like the message that it was a lot of messages in this game. In this game, that was really, really put together very well and really relevant to what's going on today. A lot of a lot of things that happened um, that this game had was just a lot of brought a lot of relevancy to what was going to what's going on today in in fictional uh, sense. Um, and then there is Seth Roth, the man of the hour. Now, the original game, we never got a chance to really, really get in touch with Zephyroth. 
during the first uh, game. Uh, uh, and you, I think the parents came in like I think second disc. No, they gave him to us. They gave him to us. They they teased him at the beginning, teased his ass all the way through this game, and they did it so greatly. And we got what we want. We got a confrontation with Zetharov in this game, which was not, which is one of the changes that wasn't in the first. And guess what? I don't care. I love what they did with this game. A lot of people love what they did with this game. You've read the review, other reviews out there. Whether you're supposed to be a a pretentious purist to this game and your love for it, that's on you. That's on you. But I love what they did. They gave us what they want and still left you with an idea that more is coming. And I just, I just love the way they did it. Whether, uh, you know, a, a character, Zephyr was a character like that, that was debated over the years is whether he's one of the greatest villains in video game history. And I, there's a lot of people who made that claim. There's a lot of people that made that claim because of what he's done in this game and what he's done to Aerith in the original and stuff like that. But whether that is true or not, that is one thing. Uh, that is a whole one thing. But after playing this game, we now we know for a fact that Zephyroff is <laughs> to be is a force to be reckoned with. And yes. If not one of the greatest characters or villains of all time, he's one of them. There's un- that is undeniable. That is absolutely undeniable. The way they wrote him and teased him, uh, teased his arrival was brilliantly orchestrated throughout the game. And those who played the original knew it was coming, but not to this totality. And they were just salivating for it as he was just going along. It's like, are we going to get a chance to see him? They can't do it, but they gave it to us, and I love it. So. Um, when he finally arrived, it, it, I felt he didn't disappoint at all. But one of the things that really stood out to me about this game that almost that, that really made my heart melt was the amount of diversity that you saw all out through the game. I mean, I played a lot of games and there are there are some games that have some diversity and some things like that. But I felt like this one stood out. It stuck out like a sore thumb as you go into the city uh slums and, and midgar and, and and all the other um other areas just a ton of diversity all around with non-playable characters like just normally when you see games like this you've never seen this amount of representation and i mean a lot of representation man all through the world i'm not just talking about like race wise i'm I am talking full representation here. Black, white, Latino, Asian, and as well as the LGBTQ community are all represented in a big way in this game. And in harmony, in complete harmony. I melted, it melted my heart when I when I was playing through this game all through. I'm not joking. Um, they went into much detail, not just to create one random non-playable character or, or male or female black character and then we see clones of that character walking through all through the game no 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 they went all out and made a bunch like dozens of different black random non-playable characters both male and female each with a distinct likeness and natural hair and uh, like really great attention to detail with uh which is something i don't believe i've seen before to this level and this magnitude and 
the crazy part is even if I go to different areas, I just, they never put the same person. At least to my knowledge, I didn't recognize that they put the same type of non-playable character or NPC in that same area. It, like if you want to see a particular person, it's in this area. And it's just all through the game. It's just it was just really well done. I really appreciate that attention to detail. It I it's 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 astounding. It's astounding what they did. Um it's, it's, it's like the distinct likenesses. The, I mean, everything. It's just, I, I really appreciate it. It was like Square Enix created a better U.S. than the U.S. <laughs> Aside for the fact that many lived in the slums, but, you know, the community feel or organic feel was much appreciated. Uh, a little thing goes a long way, people. A little thing goes a long way. So, uh, the battle. let's talk about the battle system here. The battle system. Uh, the biggest question in lore of this game is their new battle, uh, their new battle system, which blends both gaming philosophies together to make one great experience. And, you know, I, I talk about not liking term based battles uh, systems or ATB, you know, uh, systems. But this is the part I love about Final Fantasy 15 and crisis core when that came out which i think is like literally the blueprint of all of these both of these games those who wanted a more action-based battle uh, system like i did where not only you can move around using attack uh you were granted a new system where you were able to use one attack button a dodge button and a button that gave you an extra ability and uh on your to your melee battle so each character had something different. Not only that, depending on what weapon you use, you may get a different ability, a different skill ability to use. Like, um, give you an example. Barrett. Barrett had a, a, a large assortment of different guns or even, uh, you know, arms that he could get. And depending on which you get, like if he uses a gun uh, attachment, then he could sh you have a whole bunch of shooting uh, techniques to do but if you had like a wrecking ball attached to his arm or something or a claw attached to his arm he goes into like a melee mode so he changes up so that you know makes it creates a lot of diversity in the gameplay as well and keep it fresh um everybody else it was like they had their own different thing as well tifa i believe also is another one who gets different skills whenever she gets a new uh you know gets new fighting gloves as well added to that there uh, they give you a new way to play in the form of tactical mode which is like hitting the x button and the area around you goes into like bullet time and slows down almost like you're in a speed force giving you the opportunity to choose between your skills your magic or an item uh that help you maintain through the game successfully so it, it it helps really good with strategy here the game um this activates once your active time battle gauge fills up and i like the way they did that so they still added a little bit of the traditional element into it while still giving you something a little bit new and fresh to you know I, you know to entertain both parties and both philosophies of gameplay here so this is a great way to create a challenge for you though um which having the active time battle allows you to openly use like your attributes freely and forcefully now it restricts it so now it's like you gotta make sure you strategize right you gotta make sure that you're using the active time battle appropriately because you don't have the uh, the the liberty to just 
you know, use an item every single time or use your power or your skill every single time. You got to strategize. You got to dodge. It, 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 it really makes a fluid process of you using everything that they required you to use. You know, so it's there's a lot of games that I've played where they have these extra controls and options, but a lot of times you don't use all the options here. They fleshed it out in a way that you have to use almost everything they they made for you. And it, it, it makes for a very fluid experience and gameplay and a lot of fun as well. So once again, adding more and maintaining what made the game so special. And for those who may still play the traditional ATB uh, style that you all grew up and love, they they do provide an option where you could just go back to the you know traditional way that you played in here so that just like which is the same thing that they did for final fantasy 7 crisis core and final fantasy 15 it's a way that everybody is a final fantasy that everybody can enjoy and love uh pretty much using the materia this time for me felt like a lot easier to, uh this time around and much like before you have uh, you can use materia to uh evolve it and be in for more powerful attacks it took me a while to figure out how to use the uh materia in its evolved form i didn't realize you had to stroke um you had to click on the button like if you have fire and you have um and you've already evolved the materia you can just strike it right and it'll allow you to use more mp but coming up with more powerful moves and those they do have an effect on enemies too it's really cool so one of the most important materials that you always should have on you, at least one of your characters should always have in the game, is the uh, assess material. That is very important. If you don't, it hinders your opportunity to get some really good um, summon material because basically it helps you scan the abilities of your enemies. I don't think this they had. I, I, I don't remember if they ever had this material in the original game before, but <coughs> excuse me, this um materia is given to you by a child prodigy who works for shinra or shinrai uh but is looking to help cloud and um defy them because he understands that they're doing some really shady stuff behind the back so he's looking to help avalanche and cloud you know defeat them and he's doing so by help by having cloud you know access assess all the battle data of all of them so once you're in, in the battle before you even start the battle the first thing you should probably do is scan the enemy so you can get more battle data test it so you can give it to him and what happens is he will reward you with a battle simulation of you fighting one of the summon material and if you beat the summon material uh the the summon material of ifrit or leviathan or behemoth uh and shiva you will obtain that material so there's an easier way to obtain that in the game and you want to do that because the summer materia this time around is absolutely awesome uh if you played uh what is it what is the game uh decidia final fantasy decidia the fighting game the recent one that came out nt they kind of took a took a little bit from that too because when you use summon materia there they come out and fight with you and this is something that you never got a chance to see before i don't and i believe final fantasy had it to an extent too but i think their summon would no their summon in final fantasy 15 was like a major cutscene. whereas this one 
you actually they actually fight with you and then throughout the game you can all three characters that you control and you switch around can command the summon to do an like one or two attacks and you have this meter that basically uh decreases in time and once that that summon meter decreases it gives then the summon one opportunity to do one major powerful attack that more than likely will wipe out your enemies in there and, and especially boss characters so that's a really cool added uh feature i got so far i got shiva and i got uh Ifrit right now i gotta go back in to get to find the other two and get the battle data to get the other two but it's, it's really awesome the rpg elements in the game uh of course it has you upgrading the characters and weapons which is always rewarding if you got the digital deluxe version they actually have illustrations of all of the weapons that you will or that you should be acquiring in the game and i after playing it i learned that basically i have a lot more to get as far as uh, cloud is concerned he has some really cool design swords that i i wanted to get throughout the game that i haven't got so same with all the rest of them tifa especially tifa and barrett i gotta go back in so which now i'm going to be putting more hours in as well so uh to see these iconic weapons especially cloud's collection of swords that because you saw them in the original game and you've always wanted to see them in this in this detail and now we get to see all of the iconic swords in there i can't wait now all of the swords is not in, are not in there i want to point out because there are some swords that you will get in the other games uh or like at least the original game you got later on in the other disc so i'm they're definitely saving some more but you got a nice healthy amount of swords that you can mess with right now but that ultimate sword that you are that you get on the third game yeah you don't expect to get that anytime soon and nor you should they need to save a lot of what they do and i think they got a lot in store for, for things to come um so it appears that each character each of the main characters in the game have different quantities too like i believe i counted i think six or seven for cloud barrett has overalls up to 11 uh different types of uh arm augmentations that he has uh Arif has like six staff i think um tifa has almost up to 10 different gloves that she can find that she can wear and upgrade as well so you have all of that going on in there but some of the some of the weapons you can find in different uh, weapon shops you can find them hidden in different areas throughout different chapters and you could go to a kid dressed up like a mogul and and the kids hideout which also with uh, moogle coins you can exchange for um different actual weapons in there throughout the game so just always look for out for that but again if you don't get everything it's not it's okay you can go back at the end like i mentioned and you can replay chapters in there so it's awesome the boss battles i had i have to talk about the uh the boss battles because each one provided a very special challenging fun but not too difficult experience i had each boss battle with or i felt like each boss battle was thrilling and exciting and had me on my feet every single moment each one to me better than the last and especially near the end it just gets crazy near the end and i am i was like at i was literally at all at by the time this was all over and you think when it when one is over near the end another one comes in and another one comes in and i'll be like geez that's why i'm so drained out and that's why i'm like i need to i need to chill 
before I go back in here again, man, it it gets it gets really crazy out in this game. So I'm all for it, and uh, I am looking forward to um, playing this game again when the time comes. But it was crazy. The battles at the end, I'm not joking. I I've, I'm legit when I say this. The the battles at the end will have you feel like you're fighting Thanos. That is true indeed. So, in fact, the entire game feels like a, a one big Marvel Studio film that you are able to interact with rather than just watch it. And that's the type of thing that we have. We don't have, with the exception of Black Widow, which now is unfortunately going to be going uh, coming out in November. Hopefully, we don't get that Marvel Studios feel. This game fills that gap by far. <laughs> Here. So, by the end, but honestly, by the end of the, um, this game, I tell you, I had no energy left. I had, was I was just done. I was so done. Um, other great things that I loved about this game. Some of the other things that made this game so great is the fantastic musical score, which provided, like, honestly, I, I normally don't listen to orchestra music like this, but man, when you put it in the melody of Final Fantasy VII and this revamp, orchestration and of iconic music composed by Nobuo Umatsu it's just awesome if you like I said if you got the digital deluxe package or if you got the deluxe edition physical copy you should have gotten a mini story uh, mini um, soundtrack and these and these really interesting times hearing music like that soothes you it, it makes you feel tranquil it feels like there's a sense of hope in the in, in the sound of this uh, of these instrumentals and soundtrack too. There was a uh, my only wish, my only wish, and I hope that they actually sell this soundtrack and this completion on iTunes and on Spotify and all these other places, or give a chance for you to download. My only wish is that they would have added this smooth jazz instrumental. That, I, that plays through the slums, which is very soothing. And I still have it in my head right now. It, it's such a real good chill um, moment right there. So this, you know, honestly, the the, the very beginning uh, where you see the uh, where cloud come into, um, that was a really good moment for me as well. Watching. Oh, yeah. One of my other favorite scenes. Again, we talked about Darn Corneo, but when watching the infamous scene where Cloud cross-dresses to save Tifa from Don Corneo. Everybody was waiting for this and wondering how they were going to do this. They did this in a very big way. Huge production value with this one. Some um, very fun moments leading up to that scene, which included a mini rhythm game where you have Cloud dancing and voguing on stage. I forgot the character that he was with, but um, that dude was cool too. I liked the way he did. He reminded me of Velveteen Dream on uh nxt <laughs> in this sense and um but he was on stage to prove that he can do what it takes to um to play as a woman to get into don Corneo's field this scene also had a great it was greatly done and it felt like a celebration of acceptance and that's what i loved about it it, it was a it, it really felt like a celebration of acceptance to the lgbt community and that's what i that's what i felt like it came off and i liked the way they, they approached it i liked the way it was done um there was a there was a lot of slight messages in here that involves what's going on today and it was great i felt like it was it was refreshing um 
especially during that scene. Uh, the other thing, the epic conclusion, you know, your fight against um, Zephyroth at the end, which again, you don't do in the original game, but they managed to give it to us. And the last thing, it would be possibly the end credit scene. Again, it's basically because there was no end credit. It wasn't no end credit scenes, but it was just the end credits. They had some music playing. It was a song that was made by I forgot the the uh, artist that was that came up and did it. But overall, what a ride this was! At the end, I was legit drained. I keep I cannot stress that enough. If you're missing out on any Marvel movie. Uh, Marvel Studios movies this year this blockbuster game will fill that gap for over a decade fans have been waiting and they got exactly what they wanted or more if COVID-19 does not hinder this game I say it again this game will no doubt be game of the year but hell even if it does not even if it doesn't and these games come out this is gonna be a hard game to beat (laughs) on a side note and I mentioned this earlier I got into a deep discussion with a couple of ACMG members regarding the game being nothing more than a cash grab. And it was in its context, the term cash grab was said and it felt like in a derogatory way, in a way to like, oh, they're trying to nickel and dime us. They're trying to um, they're trying to, you know, give us something of not quality and that's usually what the term to me cash grab was i kind of took offense to that from an artist's perspective let me tell you this let me say this right out yes it is a cash grab but not in no sense that that person was talking about if you say that this is a cash grab i mentioned pokemon before you got to say that too because for years they've been giving us the same stuff like that's a cash grab this was something way more than that you can i mean the term cash grab was normally used to, as a negative sense but in a sense in reality isn't everything a cash grab is the purpose of owning a business a studio whatever where you sell a, a warehouse a wherever that you make prop uh, that you provide goods and services and other forms of entertainment that will in fact make people want to invest in the product is that not a cash grab so yes it is a cash grab in, this, in that sense. They per, they're providing what we want on a tremendous, like on a tremendously large scale. And they wanted to do it to get millions of dollars that they put in to get it back. And they've done it and they did it. That's business, folks. Deal with it. So but when it when you say the term cash grab, it is said to be taken our money and not giving us our money's worth. If you've ever played this game, which the per, I, which the person who I was speaking with on the ACMG Facebook group was not, he did not play the game. He has not purchased or invested into the game. He's only what he did basically was actually sabotage. I, I, I believe he sabotage. He was trying to sabotage himself. Now here's the reality: not everybody's going to be able to get this game. Not now, at least. Not everybody's going to be able to enjoy what some people are enjoying because not everybody's going to be able to do it. Some people, there's situations going on right now, which had, and I and I definitely feel bad, but that doesn't mean you sabotage yourself from not enjoying what we enjoy just because you can't play it day one. That is just the wrong approach to go. And by saying, by trying to just nod it off or just fly it off as just a cash grab, so you, just because you don't want to, you know, have the experience, 
let me tell you you're going about it the wrong way or anybody who tries to do that goes about it the wrong way there's some people out here that's going to wait till all three of them come out which i think is the stupidest thing ever because the way that they put this together they could have done this as a one-off it ended like it was a one-off but did leave a hint of it's not over it's far from over but they left it on a way that like if they if it takes a long time for them to do it we are still satisfied with this game they didn't leave it open-ended at all <laughs> in, in the way that other tv shows or movies have done and then they get canceled no they left us off on a great note they left you wanting more but like satisfied with what they put in right now i'm telling you it's it's awesome i mean cash grab in a sense of yes getting what giving the people what they want to grab their cash yes adding giving wanted to do more yes and there's nothing wrong with that at all absolutely not i guarantee you anybody who owned this company and did with and had the opportunity to do what they did they would have done the same thing bar none i would i i call hypocrisy on that if you wouldn't because that's a smart business move to do so you know that that is business and if you understand business you know that that's that's the way you go you that's the purpose you you try to create a brand a franchise that you can stretch out for as long as you possibly can like i say game freak has been doing it for years nobody talk crap about them the whole you, the same can be said uh, the exact same can, argument can be said for the entire marvel cinematic universe they came up with avengers they came up with iron man they came up with thor they came up with hawk they came up with um what is the other one uh no it was i think it was those three and then it led on to in captain america and they led on to the avengers they could have stopped right there no they went with infinity wars and for 11 years we enjoyed it why can't they do the same thing why is it a big deal that they're doing the same thing i call hypocrisy i call bullshit on that okay so if it's only the idea what i did i i i saw i it, to me it felt transparent it was like okay you're putting all this on this game talking about as a cash grab but at the same time it's like dude you haven't played the game i guarantee you if you have the opportunity to play the game and i still say go play the game when the time comes you will not regret it don't try to sabotage yourself be like man up be real about it like if you can't get it that's fine We're, nobody should fault anybody for not being able to play a game i can tell you trust me i have had games that i have not been able to play that people were able to play day one but i eventually got to play it and guess what i enjoyed it there were tv shows that i was late on i haven't watched breaking bad till two years later and i didn't care but when i saw it i enjoyed it just the way everybody else did and nobody should fault anybody for not being able to play anything one at one time you know the same time everybody else to play it or or try to make them feel bigger because of it because it's just pretentious it is just stupid like just chill with that that's <laughs> just honestly i mean so in hindsight if they do in fact postpone other games due to COVID 19 that is fine because i mean again they set it up to be a very well standalone game here that not only left us left like it, it, it really it just it'll be fine you can buy the game without having to you know wait for all the other three it, it's not trust me they did it in such a different way you owe it to yourself to try to get it no matter when you can get it get it it's worth getting even if it's even if you got to get it when it goes on a game of the year type of sale or um you know type of deal 
get it it is worth it don't don't sabotage yourself that's it's very immature and sophomore to do it that way anyway on both ends to, to do it that way and to also to, to try to put shade on somebody for not being able to play it you know when the time when it came out don't try to feel bigger than yourself just for that little minute moment because people do that so I, I tell you what man square enix you you can you know kudos to you man i'm in now take my money now mode and i look forward to seeing what uh, square enix is going to do next after they put this together i tell you so before like i the last thing i just got to say on that cash grab situation before anybody makes false claims on what you think the game or anything you are talking about at least invest in the content do your research look make your own you know make your own critique based on what you've experienced don't just try to throw shade on something just because you haven't seen it and try to make it like oh well this is you know this is just a cash grab i'm not going to get it no it's and the dude even like even though i've even though i read a bunch of reviews that said it was great i still consider this like, like what's your, so what's your point everything's a cash grab dude everything is a cash grab he, i mean that's business stores that you go to cash grab uh you know amazon cash grab is <laughs> that is the if you understand business that's exactly what they're doing and it's not it's, you're making it seem like they're doing something wrong and they're not they're giving us a lot of what we want but guess what they worked their asses off they spent five to ten years spent millions of dollars the first final fantasy 7 i think was the was the most expensive game they've ever that was ever made in gaming history at the time you imagine how much they probably paid to make this and then making the other games and then hiring all these actors and getting all this the, the hiring this orchestra and you know going all out to do all this stuff you don't think they deserve the money that they're giving us are you no chill the hell out <laughs> i swear people need to stop acting like they know exactly what the business is and never been in the business before ever never talk to anybody involved and never learned from anybody at all you're just coming off your ass and you're coming off the mouth of things chill the hell out with that god the things that people can do behind the back of a keyboard is amazing <laughs> it's just astounding look we recognize i mean again we just recognize that you know everybody can get it but just just let it go you'll get it eventually i trust me you'll get it eventually it's just done in there but folks go out of your way to check this out in any form or fashion it is an awesome game experience um man thank you all very much for everything that you guys done thank you thank you thank you that'll do it for this episode of select start thank you all for being a part of this episode thank megaran thank dj cutman for the music that they put out this week on this episode dedicated to final fantasy 7 go out of your way on megaran.com on spotify on all the major streaming apps to check out buster sword as a collaboration of megaran uh none like joshua and a whole horde of other nerdcore and hip-hop artists on there just doing a riff off of buster sword is awesome you heard the sample of it at the beginning you go check it out there as well go out of your way also to check out the new tracks based on final fantasy 7 from gamechops.com 
entitled Mako, which you're going to hear at the end of this show, a clip of it, uh, featuring Megaran as well. He's all over the place in Midgard, just, you know, spitting all types of lyrics around there. And then also the track that you heard throughout this episode uh, based on Arif. All of that is going to be on GameChops.com. So you could go to Megaran.com for Buster Swords. You could go to GameChops.com for all of that and more. So thank those guys. They're tremendous talents. I love what the energy they bring to Talk Time Live throughout this and the Prime Show as well. Shout out to both of them. Much love to you all. So that will do it, folks. This Sunday on Talk Time Live, the Prime Show, we're going to review Mortal Kombat Legends scorpion's revenge it's finally out we get a chance to check it out uh from what i heard there are people who are digging it there are people who are digging it i'm pretty sure i i love virtually every i don't think there's one dc animated movie that i uh, didn't like and a lot of the talent from those animated movies brought their talents to put this together so i'm looking forward to it now granted it is not one of my favorite character designs or animators animated designs that um warner brothers has done but let's see what they do with this and see what i think by the time i finish with it. i won't prejudge it until i see it at the end but what i heard from a lot of people it's a it's gritty and hardcore and we'll just get an overall critique of it on sunday so check that out and uh, whatever news that comes there as well so as always, you can check us out on TalkTimeLive.com. Uh, you can check all of our episodes out. You can go to our exclusives page to check out all of our interviews with some of the finest in all things anime, comics, movies, and games on there. You can also go to our many, many major streaming uh, platforms to subscribe and download the show so you won't miss a beat. So you can go to... Not only TalkTimeLive.com, you can also go to Spotify. We're on there. You can go to iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, Pocket Cast, and all Amazon devices to hear this show. So we are everywhere and anywhere you need us to check out all of your favorite fandoms and what's new in the world of ACMG. So folks, that will do it. On behalf of myself, all I got to say is learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out of here. Thank you guys, and check out this new track from GameChops.com featuring Megaran called Mako. Take care. See you Sunday.
Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.